Yeah, Welcome right. to episode 88 of the Jungle Brothers podcast. It's me, Joey. We've got T in the house. Hello. Dills. Yo. And Paulie. What's up? Dills joining us. Bit of a special feature <coughs> today because we're going to be talking about the fight night that just got done here at Jungle Brothers. Now that we are a fully fledged fight gym only. It's the only thing we're doing. Um, we're not. <laughs> there's heaps of shit going on. But before I go into that, uh, I just wanted to say thanks to everyone that's been supporting the show lately. It's been going really well. And uh, we've actually decided that for the first time ever, we're going to record extra episodes in the weeks leading up to the Christmas holidays so that we can have an episode released for you guys every week. Uh, we've typically been a bit more lax about it, but this year we're like, no, let's take it a bit more seriously. So uh, yeah, thanks for supporting and hopefully you're enjoying what's coming out. Um, we're not drinking the coffee from Panavore today, but it's always worth shouting those guys out. I guess the, the big focus of today is the fight night that just got done and we're only, uh, how many days past the show are we? One, two, three, four, four, three. How you boys feeling after fighting Dills and Paul? You go first, Paul. I woke up on Saturday before the fight with a sore throat and that's just developed. I'm fine from the fight. I've just got a bit of a flu coming in ah, midweek. So yeah. that was that was getting you down pre-fight. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I've just got a bit of a flu, but yeah, in terms of like the the uh, contact and everything and the wear on the body from the actual fight. It was a short fight, but I still felt a little bit sore. For sure, I had a bit of a headache on Sunday. That was about it. But was yeah, that, was that fight related or was that after game? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was all kind of mixed in there. <laughs> that and yeah, it was kind of a busy. It's been a busy month. Oh yeah, leading into because we got the Christmas party this weekend, and that takes a bit of organising. So it's just been a busy couple of weeks. So you know, mixing a little bit of yeah, I think that stress that left top. hook jab of David's must have accounted for something. Oh, definitely, it was a sharp little. Strike. <laughs> Dills, how about you, man? Um, yeah, uh, probably pulled up a lot rougher than most. The whole left side of my body was pretty purple come Sunday, so don't fight an Islander. You'll pay for it with those <laughs> big, powerful legs. Um, couple decent welts, bloody nose on the day, ribs pretty sore. Fine now, but coming into Sunday, I had the gangster walk going on all day, a little bit of a limp to the left side, coming all the way into the Arvo. It's good. Hey, you were back training yesterday morning, first yeah. thing Monday. Yeah, big strength session yesterday. Savage. Gotta I would have taken it. a couple of days off, I think. <laughs> I would have just seen it as an excuse. It's, it's, it's doing muscle up. So he's a, I think he's a bit of a masochist because <laughs> they're quite painful. Grindy. Yeah, they're painful exercise. I mean, they're, I mean, they're great. You can do them, of course. <laughs> great. Case, but they hurt. Fucking hot yeah. knife through butter. The muscle up uh, road is a, is a painful one. It is. It is. Got to put in that work though, right? It never stops. And Coach Marco's sitting behind you, so that's right. He's got to say it. Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> so we put on the fight night. Uh, this was, and I guess to give folks a bit of a quick BG, we got our Christmas party this weekend, and this weekend that just passed, we had the fight night. We're really good at creating fuckloads of work for ourselves here at Jungle Brothers, and we like doing different things. Unnecessary work. We do it all the time, and I think it really, it's exceptional, and that's why, you know, we that's can't- why we have no money. That's why, yep. <laughs> Great. And a flute. It's also it's why we're the coolest me. gym out there. But yeah. <laughs> and if you didn't know that, now you do. Um, but we always do this to ourselves. And the fight night really was a bit of a thing that came about because we couldn't have our mid-year JB games this year. No, because of COVID. Because of COVID. Yeah. And we could have, but it would have been over Zoom. Would have been, be been pretty shit. Would have been shit. Especially if you're doing limbo. <laughs> 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 So, Dills, tell yep. me what the fight now was about. We, we were doing it for a charity. Give us a rundown on what the event was all about. So it all started originally because um, I called out a different coach, Coach Az, um, just because, same like you said, we didn't have our JB games. And I thought this is something we can get behind. This is something we can uh, build a bit of hype behind the members. In my mind, it was just a, a one-off thing, one fight. And then it sort of evolved into this beast where people started calling out everyone. Well, we talked you out of fighting as. Yes. Yes, you did. In fact, I was sitting on the couch after you'd been, you'd called as out and the hype was on and you'd already started training up and I could hear you kicking the bag in the, in the gym. And I was sitting at the desk here facing that wall, facing away from Aaron who was on the couch. And I said, um, so I kind of just had this epiphany and I kind of looked up at the wall and said, I worry for Dylan. And then 
Aaron was behind me and he goes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> it's a little bit terrifying. Aaron's like 95 kilos. He's like 6'3", six, 6'3". Three, six, three. He fucking hits hard. His legs he are like six foot really one. hard. And I was like, <laughs> maybe we need to find someone Dylan's size. Yeah. <laughs> what height are you, Dills? Six one or just under six one. Yeah. Just so, under six one. Yeah. But he's like 10 kilos heavier than you. He's 15 kilos. He's, he's a go. big, he's a, long guy. Yeah, he's big and he's lean. Yeah. 15 kilos of lean. And we both wanted to come down for a fight too. So it's not like that weight would have stayed the same. It would yeah, have even got yeah. a bigger discrepancy between us. And you, uh, what you're not a like prior to this, like you're not a fighter, right? It's no, not part of your regular no, training. No, it is not. Um, I did a couple of classes here, and that's about it. I jumped in inspiring a few times, uh, only light stuff, never anything serious. Uh, my mate Camilla, who trains here as well, who most of you will know, um, definitely more of a fighter, and I've seen him do a few things, but nothing that I've done before this, nothing serious anyway. So, why did you? One, why did you decide you wanted to fight? Two, why did you pick Az? T wrapped it up when he said, I'm a masochist, right? Like, <laughs> pick the biggest dude you can and just be like, I'm going to take you. <laughs> You're a shit. I'll smash you. Um, it, well, Az just finished a challenge and I heard him mention that he's like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my training now. So I'm like, oh, I want to do this. He wants something to do. Let's give him something to do. It had been oh, like a, a month or two where you, like you said, you'd done a few classes and then you got some gear yep. and started sparring and as had as, as well. So mm. these guys were kind of just starting to spar and we we're having those conversations week in, week out from the sparring sessions about like the things that they'd learned and they were just kind of, it was the right timing and we were, yeah. everyone was getting exciting, excited with the sparring. And I think it was, like, it was just a this. perfect melting pot of a bunch of newer guys and a bunch mm. of guys who had a bit more <coughs> experience who were willing to share it and um, everyone was getting super hyped about fight night or about fighting in on the Thursday classes and everyone was getting super into the sparring and it was just a mm. really good mix. It was a, the right amount of hitting and the right amount of banter afterwards and then slowly it just built from there. So then where did it go? T, you had this this vision and then you asked Az and Az like, I'm going to break him. Wow. And then you're yeah. like, all right, we need to intervene. We needed a, we needed a pipsqueak and Ty walked in the room. <laughs> <laughs> we were like... Oh, oh, he's not here anymore. Anyway, he walked in the room and we were like, oh, look, this is a vegan pip, pip squeak. Get him up against Dylan. Uh, anyway, over eight weeks, the pip squeak decided to double in size and he just turned into like fucking Hulk. Polynesian gene kicked in. Did he? Secretly he's eating put on about, on mate, he's just ja- He just jacked up I mean, in front he, of our very eyes. You know, he's, he's, he's not your average vegan. I'll give him that. Mate, he was... He was reasonably jacked prior to... He was, yes, but it was like lean... B-boy dance style bod. No, man. Like, yeah. Not like he is now. Like, he's carrying some muscle. You, you, would, you would... I mean, on fight night, when he rocked up, I was like, holy shit. This kid's packing some heat. Certainly was. Yeah, I mean, they both were packing heat. So you, but, match, uh, you match made that. You were like, that's the guy. Well, yeah, he walked in the office. And no, he's not a pipsqueak. But he walked in the office and we're like, oh, Dylan, how, how much do you weigh? And he told us. And um and then we were like, oh, we're like Dills, mate, he's perfect, perfect weight because they were pretty much the same weight. I was a bit lighter than you. Yep. Um, and we asked him, and he said, "Okay." He goes, "Oh, if you train me up, I'll I'll fight." And I didn't. I did very little <laughs> with him, <laughs> but, but it did, he didn't need it. Uh, we did a little bit together. Uh, I did. I really didn't want to take sides because I love both these guys a lot, and um. So, you know, it's, it was, that's the biggest, I think that was the biggest, that was the toughest part of this event was to try to stay out of it because everyone knew each other. Everyone's training in the same gym. So it's very difficult to say, oh, here's a, the secret strategy you need to use. And then the next guy, here's the secret strategy you need to use. Uh, it, it, um, it became, you know. Conflict of interest. It did, yeah. So it was, you really, I had to stay try and stay out of it as much as I can and not get emotionally involved as well because everyone in there, you've kind of, you're back in, you know? Like even watching Paul's fight, I was like back in Dave and then back in Paul and then back in Dave. <laughs> Obviously Paul's, you know, best mate. But um, I got a lot of love for, for David for getting in there and having it. And he's a fucking lovely guy, you know? So you know all of these people and they're just, 
in there punching each other up. So it was a bit of a different, yeah, I've never experienced a fight night like I that. I felt the same. Camilla always actually said the same guy. as well. Camilla was talking like how different it was from any sort of fight that he's ever been to. He's like, normally you're sitting in a room with a bunch of dudes. You don't know who you're fighting until five minutes before the The other fight. guy's the enemy. Yeah, and, and you're wrapping it. up and you're talking to someone. Then five seconds later, it's like, that's who you're fighting. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, right. you're going to die know now. Them. You might see him at a weigh-in perhaps and you hate him. Ooh. Yeah, you no. got no, you got no um, responsibility of care for that person in a standard tournament or fight situation, do you? Nope. So you can make it whatever you want in your head. But here, and it was with all the people fighting, it was all friends. Because usually it was like, oh, do you want to do, do this? Yeah, let's do it. That'd be fun. And then it's Close like, friends. it's on. Until yeah. the day, anyway. <laughs> then you're like enemies for a bit. <laughs> did, did you feel any animosity throughout any of the prep or even uh, in the fight itself? Only during the fight was there a... Like, I'm trying to hurt this person. Um, right up until, I mean, we trained together the, the day before. It was li- literally as we left, me and Ty were like, all right, fuck you, I'm out. And then the next day, tried not to talk to each other so much and tried to get in that headspace. <laughs> and then obviously, as soon as someone hits you in the face, you're not thinking about your friendship so much anymore, are you? You're thinking about, I'm going to have to return that in favor. I can identify with that feeling. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the infamous sparring session with Paulie oh, many years ago. Good old classic. When would YouTube you would video. you put some gloves back on one day? Yeah, one day. One day. When are you going to do it? After I get my black belt. Oh, nice. Jiu Jitsu. <laughs> I mean, I just see it as a as a distraction. <laughs> prior to that, well, I guess to get the black belt. Once you reach the top of the mountain, you know, I'm prepared to come back down and play with little people at the bottom. You know, <laughs> uh, what's this thing you call? I try your little gloves <laughs> with a tip tap. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't look forward to getting fucking punched in the face and rattled. So I'm like, all right, but I'll, I will, I will. I don't think I can be a part of an owner of this business and not come and do some One day you're going to have to go up there. Yeah, I know. The longer you leave it, the harder it's going to be. Because how are you going to get better? I know. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to pick the right person. I'm going to make an example of the first one. Don't do that. Flatten them. Because <laughs> listening to T, that's what he tried to make out. happen here and it didn't turn out so well for me. So don't do that. <laughs> um, but uh, Ty said he felt, it's funny, he said when he fought you, uh, he didn't really feel any animosity, but then coming into the third round when he saw a bit of blood coming from your nose. Yeah, he went for the knockout. Then he was like, I want to knock this motherfucker out. <laughs> <laughs> That's strange. The bull saw red. That's he's cool. like, I'm a fucking mother. Blood lust. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in terms of that, um, Paulie and Dills, you guys, you guys both fought and Dills, you were the main event. Paulie, you were like a, like a co-main. You were on the, you were on the fight poster. And then obviously we had Beck and Lucy, the jiu-jitsu match that was T4 the other two. Don't forget T's fight. T four two. Pardon me. It wasn't really a fight. It was, it was a, a fight. role. It was a role. With well, it, was a, it was a jiu-jitsu fight. That's what it, it is. Grapple. It's a grapple. There was pressure. I, you know, I have. I do kind of laugh a little bit when people in jiu-jitsu call it a fight, right? Like oh, I'm fighting tomorrow, like at a tournament. But uh, had it put to me by Dave Brooksbank, who's a, a fellow, you know, jits fella, who said to me like. If you've ever competed at a high le- at a high level in jiu-jitsu, you know that it is a fight. It's like fight, yeah. you're, you're going for it 100% within the rules, which is the same as what you're doing in a boxing match, kickboxing, whatever. Yeah. So I feel we can say fight. I think so. Yeah. Well, I was watching um, the, uh, the bodybuilding competition, the big one. Um, Olympia? Olympia? Yeah, yeah the new, the Olympia doc, doco with the, 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 the newest guys. They're massive. Oh, uh, yeah, Phil uh, Heath. Yeah, and yeah, and they were talking about um, their competition, like they refer to it as a fight. Do they? So I'm fighting so-and-so and, and the fight was on and I was like, why do they keep saying that? And then when I watched it, I was like, holy shit, this is a, this is a fucking battle. Like they were battling it out, like just with poses. <laughs> and I, I know it sounds like funny, but when you watch it, you're like, fucking hell, like it was really intense. It was amazing. It's probably a mindset thing too, It is, right? yeah, I think so. You call you know? it a fight. It's like yeah, it's you're just putting everything into it. it. Uh, yeah, but um, no, me and Tones had a role, had a fight. First fight of the night. First fight of the night. I didn't work up a sweat at all. <laughs> Mind you, neither did Tony. We <laughs> laid on each other for five minutes and then that was it. Nothing much happened in that one. Well, probably the, the you executed most your game plan successfully. I did. You just weren't able to finish. Yours no. was the only one that went to a decision, wasn't it? It was, unfortunately. My one submission that doesn't work in a gi very well didn't work. Ah, yeah, you went for the anaconda. <laughs> two, I have two, two. I had a figure four. 
which I couldn't get on Tony's arm. And I had a um, the most single arm head choke, which works well out of the gi, but it was hard in the gi. Yeah. I find the mater- all the material was um, difficult to work with. Yeah, it gets in the yep. way. gets in the way. But no, it was, that was, ex- it was an exceptional jiu-jitsu match. The, the thing, like I've been to a lot of jiu-jitsu comps and you don't really, it's typically not that exciting to watch, you know, especially when you're watching white belts. But I can legitimately say that all three of the matches we had fight night, which were all white belts, were like totally entertaining jiu-jitsu matches. I think like anyone could have watched them and be like, yeah, that was, that was sick. You know what I mean? It was very cool. Yeah, the girls were amazing. Girls were incredible. Yeah, really. Fuck, like, even though there was a dominant fighter in both, they were still quite, they were evenly matched fights, you know? Yeah. They weren't, for no means they were, they were a walkover, you know? So you guys, you guys were all fighting. Um, you two were really key organizers of this thing. And tell, tell us what it became. So we got an idea of how it started, but what did it become? It was a charity thing. So it ended up being a non-for-profit event with all the funds raised by tickets or donations going to Rise Foundation. Um, and then they were putting it back into the gym and our community, putting it towards the gym's community going through mental health first aid courses, um, which is what will come of this event for our members and the fighters and anyone involved in our community. Um, it turned into a 10 ticket, well, a nine ticket fight and an exhibition match between Alan and uh, Daniel. And a halftime show with Rise. Ben from Rise came in and put on a halftime show. Uh, we had live seating, 30 people downstairs, six people upstairs, and then we had people streaming from home. We ended up having over, I think it was just over 100. 180 pay per views. Dead on. Yep, dead on 180. 180 (coughs) Incredible. 180 people Mm. found the website, clicked on the thing, paid their money. You jumped on the stream. Yep. So overall, to watch a bunch of beginners. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was uh, zero and zero, except for maybe one. And and all the jujitsu was white belt. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you take into account that those 180 people probably aren't one person, it's a screen, right? So that's probably a a lot of people people watching. For, mm. Yeah, definitely with some of the Polynesian um, <laughs> families, there would be at least 12 or 13 per television. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Put the text out there. Who's getting this stream on the weekend? Everyone <laughs> turns up on the Sunday. <laughs> In the backyard. Yeah, yeah uh, well, it, bl- it blew our expectations out of the water because we had to, um, on the day, had to upgrade our Zoom so that we could fit everyone into the meeting, so which we only figured that out partway through. So if you're hearing this and you were one of those people that was momentarily locked out while we, but you know, while before we figured that out, we apologize, but we thank you for your persistence. You know, something that I noticed and it's something that um, I guess you take for granted because you hang around people that, that fight, you know, well, practice disciplines, martial arts or, or combat, I should say combat uh, or sorry, full contact, um, sport or martial art uh the body changes you know how so uh well just go back to me calling ty pipsqueak he's not pipsqueak he wasn't pipsqueak when he first got he was always an except as far as as long as i've known him an exception an exceptional athlete and i haven't known him for long but his body changed a lot over the last eight weeks and it wasn't just from eating more it's like uh, dylan's body changed you know i'm watching even uh people that didn't fight over time, just getting exposure to shifting human weight or getting punched or getting kicked, like sparring, not just pad work, you know, not just practicing Carter, but interacting physically, uh, taking impact, the body changes. It gets, it just hardens, you know, necks get thicker, tendon and ligament gets, I mean, it, it stays um, versatile, but it, it gets thicker and the skin and everything about, mm. like just the body just starts to armor up. Yeah, it's true. It's fucking mad. Love it. Yeah. Really. um, Definitely true of the grappling arts. Yeah. I know I feel that personally. Even boxing, Mm. like, you know, but all all of the, the, when when there's impact involved and when there's contact and it's like a struggle, the body adapts to it. You know, I'm sure it's hormonal as well. Something like deeper than just the, 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 um, the sets and reps thing. You know what I mean? It's like a instinctive, kind of trigger you know yeah well i mean that's that's been it's kind of the the x factor with our training that we do here at jb's isn't it and it's kind of been that thing that 
we've always felt had a lot of value for people on top of <clears throat> doing the body weight work and doing the lifting training is to have this fight thing going on. But it is very hard to quantify all that. Yep. But you know, like you can, you can see it and you feel it in yourself that there is this, this robustness that comes from engaging it in that kind of activity. crazy mental fortitude as well. I mean, like 10 weeks ago when we started deciding this was an official thing and I started training for it, I couldn't stand in front of a punch. I'd get, get totally. punched, I'd flinch out of the yeah. way. And, yeah. and if you've seen Sad Day, you know, I copped quite a few punches, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't move at all, right? Like so you ate a few. Ate a few punches <laughs> <laughs> and a few more kicks. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's such a crazy thing for me to, to see me getting hit and not moving out of the way of it and thinking about what that means as like a disciplined thing, teaching your body that you can cop this hit, you can eat this punch and, and you can survive and move on and keep going forward. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, that was probably one of the most impressive things. I was so impressed with um, you on the night and also from the standpoint that, um, you know, those few months before you even called out Aaron, I was there sparring with you. I've seen personally how far you've come and that's why I was so impressed with, with you and, and a big part of that was you standing there and eating those punches but like you said you, you're eating them and your eyes are open and you're trying to see past them and you're trying to get through Figure them and, and land your step. own thing and from that to like to where you were where a punch would come in and it, you would turn away or you'd back away or it, it would definitely discourage you for the rest of that whole round that was like the most impressive thing I was so impressed like you were just catching those kicks throwing yours back regardless it was it was amazing oh yeah you caught the kick quite a few times and you weren't able to capitalize on that, were you? But it was it was cool to see. I was like scoping. I don't I don't really know much about striking work, but I was watching that, and I was like, oh yeah. And I thought, oh maybe that's lucky. But then I noticed you kept doing it, looking for something off the back of it. Mm. It was it was originally so when I started training, it, I was planning to do like train up the sweep. So I was going for a sweep with all that. I I I'd trained five weeks on the sweep, and then when I read the rule set that we were going for. I misinterpreted that we weren't allowed to sweep. So I stopped training it for the next five weeks coming up to, to the, like the day on Saturday when um, I found we were allowed to sweep. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to catch the kicks again. Um, and then I just didn't feel comfortable or like trained enough to go for that sweep. So instead I just went for retaliation kicks instead. But it's interesting, right? Because it's like um, you can work on a thing, but if you've got no second bit to that, it's, it's not worth doing it as much so like if you don't have a move that you can execute off the back exactly. of it exactly like yeah. i still got some good retaliation kicks but it would have been much better if i had that skill up to scratch to properly retaliate it's kind of like tease takedown and guard pass but then dead end i <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> oh, i grabbed the, the lapel it's like driving your race car down to the end of a cul-de-sac <laughs> and then you have to just not stop. being able to turn <laughs> it <laughs> but, my coach, but you got there really well the, <laughs> the fight coach when i was training it put it in a good in a really good way he was like um think of it as a sentence right you're starting a sentence and if you don't put a full stop on that sentence that person's going to keep that sentence going if you don't so if you're ending, you need to put a full stop there, whether that is a push kick to get them away, whether that's a, a blow that finishes them or whatever it is, you need that full stop before you stop. Or an explanation mark. Oh, pow. or a fire emoji. Just <laughs> <laughs> say explanation. Explanation <laughs> mark. Uh, yeah, it's good. I like that analogy. That's yeah. cool. I'm going to use that. Yeah, same, <clears throat> same thing in JITS, totally the same thing. And I feel like in JITS, maybe it's just a bias, but I feel like it, happens to a, like it's sort of amplified because sometimes you have to spend like five to ten minutes to get to the place you want to get to and then you got nothing for it and then the person just resets you and then all of that work you invested five or ten minutes in just go goes to waste. yeah like, oh, for what yeah <laughs> um paulie have a little sneeze over there do okay. you think brother uh, I want to ask you, you've, you've got a bit more fight experience. You've been around it growing up. Um, you've, I don't, tell us where you're at with that, <clears throat> your um, history and how you felt coming into the night. Yeah, um, yeah I, I did do some kung fu when I was younger and backyard boxing with my brother. And my brother, or a few of my brothers all did kung fu and some boxing when they were young. So we kind of always did some in the backyard. I used to, you know, my brother Eddie. Um, who, you know, he was in a few tournaments and stuff and he was 
very much part of that narrative for me when I was a teenager. They want to be like him, want to be a bit of a fighter. And I used to train with him. Um, the famed backfist. The famed backfist. Is it called a Dartroy? I think it is a Dartroy. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, and yeah, but then, you know, in, the, in, the, in my 20s, I did, don't think I did any any fighting at all until my late 20s. And then I got into jiu-jitsu. Um, and then, you know, the striking thing came back, yeah, from hanging out with T. Um, and you guys doing the jiu-jitsu, getting into fighting. I came into the UFC uh, very late compared to, you know, you guys were watching it for a long time. I used to come to some of those days um, with you back in Bondi, watch a bit of it. But uh, I, I started getting really interested again in fighting the last couple of years. Um, so, yeah, a bit of striking here in the gym. I would say T has just been guiding me along. I wouldn't say it was like a, a focused, too much of a focused practice, but I always loved doing it. So just been trickling along over the last few years. Um, I'd say this year, I've, my feelings have changed about it and I'd really like to, you know, do a bit more. When this opportunity came up and Dylan was like calling out as I was, and they were talking about a fight card, I think I was away for like four days or something and I came back and it was all a buzz in the office and I was immediately like, fuck off, get me on the card as well. Get me on the card. Like, I want to fight. I've been talking. I actually, that was my goal at the beginning of the year and I was chatting to Dave about getting a fight. Um, how, do I, how do I do a fight? When that's I was right. thinking about, oh, what goals do I want? What, what is that scares me that really interests and intrigues me? And it was like, I just got to have a fight. I really want to have a fight. And, and that was, uh, Dave advised me to, and I was talking MMA. He was like, advised me to keep going with my grappling and keep going with my striking and, and see how I fare in, in a year or so's time because um, oh, just getting a fight is tricky. Getting a good one or one, you know, a well-matched one in a some sort of amateur kind Here's of ranking. It's a bit of a road. your own gym and just, yeah, exactly. throw it all together <laughs> exactly. on the spot, bro. Yeah. yeah, so anyway. Um, I do remember you said it the year before last. It was year like, before I want to have a fight this year. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, holy shit, really? You're yeah. Like, yeah, I'm keen. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, so then, you know, fast forward to, to this, we, I was walking around saying, who am I going to fight? And, we, you know, we were trying to figure that out. Um, and T got into Pavel's ear, and we had him on the podcast a few weeks ago, and we've mentioned him a few times. He's a Olympic-level wrestler, would you say? Um, World-class. World-class wrestler. Yeah. Wrestling since he was six Slovakian. Anyway... My original fight was supposed to be against him in MMA. And, and that's what I was training towards for four or five weeks. Maybe four, yeah, four or five weeks before he had to pull out. Had an issue with um, kind of rib and thoracic area. And, and had to pull out because of that. Um, but yeah, that was a scary and exciting prospect for me. Um, and a lot of people were looking at me like... Are you sure? I was definitely like a huge, huge, <laughs> huge underdog, underdog. But it wasn't like it, it's, it, I had fear about it, you know, at least that far out. I was just like, oh, shit, this is exciting. This definitely gets me up in the morning. So that was, that was very exciting at that point. Um, and when we were making the fights, I had recently torn my groin. And, and a lot of this fight camp was about getting my, my groin in check. And my left shoulder was still a little left over from when I injured in earlier this year in COVID. So it was just, I just wanted to get the body good for this. Because I, um, you know, you want to put on a good show for people. You want to have a good fight, be active. And I thought the worst way to go out is like stop a fight via injury. Because of injury. Yeah. How shitty would that have been? So I just got the body in check. Like once it's already... Like once you've already promoted it and it's yeah. like a couple of days out sort of thing. Get in the first round. Ah, uh, right. Retail your groin is what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, during the actual match. Um, but anyway, it, Pavel had to, to pull out and I, there was a, a it was about three weeks where I didn't know if I was fighting, if there was anyone else. And I just kind of kept going. Um, and then we got Dave about four weeks out, maybe. Dave had a, a fight with, who was he fighting? Stefan. Stefan and I, um, <laughs> that one fell through and then they matched us together. And um, yeah. David, the male model. Yeah, had to change my game plan a little bit, definitely, because Pavel was a wrestler and it was MMA and this was now kickboxing. Do you feel relieved that takedowns were off with a, you know, 
the 22-year wrestling veteran were off the cards? Not really. Like, that was an exciting prospect as well. Like, yeah. that's a, it's a gift, you know, to have someone like that to fight against or to motivate you. Like, that was, that was awesome. So it was a bit disappointing to not have to get beat up by him. Yeah. It's a cool <laughs> point. You know what I mean? Totally, like, yeah. I, was, I was disappointed with it, you know, even though, yeah, it, I was a massive underdog. Um, but with my groin, I, I was like, oh, that's cool, Pavel. I don't have to – I'm not kicking higher than his ankle – because I, I was just all about kicking the calf, if anything, and boxing and keeping him away. And that kind of suited my, suited my groin at the time. With David, it switched up and I was like, okay, I need to start training my kicks again for four weeks, get my hands together, move around a bit more. It was a different thing. But it was there. Yeah, it, it was really cool experience. I've never had any sort of fight before, um, except for some grappling matches. Um, been in a couple of comps there. It was uh, probably the most entertaining fight of the night. Mm-hmm. Yep. For me. Because yeah. it really was a tit-for-tat battle. It really was, hey. Yeah. yeah. Like, Dills, Dills and Ty was entertaining, but it was, it, was, it, was, it was decisive after the, you know, midway through the second round. You could see that the, the, the soul had been bashed out of Dills, even though the body was coming forward. There was no weight behind his shots anymore. Yeah. But with you and, um, and David, it was really down to the last 10 seconds. It I was ha- just fucking like on. <laughs> I so haven't. I, I'll tell you because I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen it was clips a fucking and clips. War. But um, it was mad. It, yeah, I I've just felt like I was losing the whole time, eh? I <laughs> first round I was just getting punched in the face. I I didn't warm up well enough, and I don't think I was um, I, I wasn't focused. And when he I came out of there, the, he came he out of the gate pretty hard and fast. Yeah, he punched and me. And I was in the like, head like, oh shit, he's come times. out hard and fast. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like two more rounds. Yeah, I was. I felt like I was playing chase. In, in a way, and I yeah. didn't feel like my mindset was like, I'm ahead, I'm dominant here, and I'm just going to keep doing my thing. So by the time, you know, the decision came out, I was actually surprised. You can see it on my face. I was like, oh, fuck. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I heard, and you were telling me, that I clearly lost the first round, and I can yeah. get that, and then kind of, obviously, I made back the second. Two. Yeah. So it was, round, it was a round each, and then the third round was tit for tat the whole way through. Mm. But you just had a little bit more... More dominance, yeah, and and David threw a a, 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 a a an illegal knee, so that put him right under. Mm. But I still think I still today, think he would have won. Yeah, it was boxer versus kickbox. It was it was a cool. fucking classic yeah. kickboxer versus. Boxer what what do you think, Joe? I loved it. I was um I was less because T and I were commentating the event, and um that meant I as much as I was watching the fights. I was also probably more concerned with trying to keep the people we were talking to entertained. So I wasn't actually yeah, yeah, able yeah. to watch the fights as objectively yeah. as I wanted to. <clears throat> um, which, you know, I think would, would just come with practice, right? Commentating more often and stuff. Mm. Um, but I did, I really loved that fight. But mm. I think back and the, there was really like, I really loved all the fights. I did find them all highly entertaining. And when it was a striking match, T was doing most of the talking and I was just kind of, like like learning, yep. You yep. know, um, but yeah, like from from your match, I remember I remember standout things. I remember David coming out hard, snapping with left, my head back. Yeah, um, and then I remember you, <laughs> and then I remember the momentum like shifting in the second dispenser. round, and you 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 fucking making him do those jump three sixties every time he kicked his leg. Um, and then I remember the knee and I remember what we thought maybe was when he clipped you and we're not sure. Maybe oh, we're going to watch it back. I'm yeah. I got rocked. It was like the Elvis knee. Like, yeah, little Elvis knees. <laughs> that was fucking cool, man. Yeah, I was, uh, man, I was super impressed. I mean, you know, that I, I, don't, I don't know what can – I can't imagine stepping into a fight situation like that. Um, I can't imagine the pressure that comes with that, especially when there's an audience here in the gym and online and – you know, we've got like people who have paid for tickets to come and watch it and there's all this hype and the walkout and stuff. When I watch the UFC sometimes, I think, man, do any of these people ever just completely blow it? Like, do they get in the cage and just, they just mm, cannot lose their fucking shit. make it happen? Mm. And you see maybe, you see people that underperform because of the nerves, but you don't ever really see anyone completely blow it. Mm. And I thought, I wonder if we're going to see that. At our fight night, I wonder if anyone's just going to fucking melt down from the pressure. Mm. No one did. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody performed. I think with the amount of training everyone was putting into it, right? It just went to, okay, 
even if I can't think when I'm on that mat, I'm just doing what I've been doing for the last 10 weeks and it's coming out just with a bit more aggression, maybe a bit more sloppy. But you just go into that mindset where it's like you're not thinking, it's just your body is reacting in a way you've taught it to react, mm. which is probably mm. why you don't get so many people going in there and they just can't do anything, right? It's the conditioning you put in beforehand just coming into play. Yeah, that's right. Everyone And everyone had game plans and it was cool like – knowing who you're going to fight um, as opposed to like tournaments and even jits comps and stuff where you don't know. So everyone had layered game plans, I would say. They had defenses, they had ways of discouraging. strategy. Yeah, and we knew each other in the gym and, you know, so everyone had, whether it was combinations or defense strategies and like you said, even if they went blank, like they, they kind of trained enough to know, you know, put it in this mode. Or just to automatically go into that mode. Mm. It was, yeah, it was really, it was good energy going into it. day. Eh? Everyone was pumped. It was a lot of the fighters. <laughs> well, the fighters for the listeners, the fighters, uh, because of COVID, we couldn't have as many people in the gym as we would like to. And as far as like the, the money that we raised, and we raised almost, still tallying it, almost six grand. Almost six grand. Um, wow. Which is like. Big bucks. Original goal was 2-2. Two, two. Two two was and like then the first like, milestone. Let's get four do. four. Let that'll be amazing. Let's get yeah. four four. And we blew that out of the water. So yeah, that's freaking amazing. But like, um, so yeah, next time if it wasn't for COVID, we'd have um, we could f- triple the amount of people in here and sell way more tickets, etc. Um, but my point was with the because of COVID, we had limited numbers on the mezzanine, uh, especially in, and in the gym in total. So we couldn't. We had to have the fighters pick other fighters on the roster to corner them. Um, so, yeah, I cornered Tony, funny enough, um, against T. I'm not sure if you cornered him minute. as well as my corner and corner. Come on, I can just hear Pavel like, oh, no, T, no, yeah, come on, okay, yeah, let's go, let's go, I had like, like a, a jockey. Um, yeah, it was like a running a, commentary. It was like having um, a, a, um, uh, an instructional video yeah. playing for me. I felt it felt almost it felt unfair for Tony because it was very good. It was you could it tell was it was someone who'd done a lot of cornering. Oh, it was great. I think so it was much. just like just driving like, energy at you. So now push the leg to the side, and I was like, "Where's the leg?" And I looked down. Oh, there's the leg. So I pushed that to the side, and he's like, "Now grab the uh, <laughs> grab the left arm, and I'll use your left arm to grab the right arm." And I was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I'll put that there." <laughs> oh, shit, that works. <laughs> Teach me how to the whole way through. Furniture. He gave me a massage. He got me warmed up with the. Clinching, great. Patted him on the back. But also, Papa <laughs> gave me a lot of help with, for my two-week prep as well. I had two weeks of prep and then I, I hit him up. I said, man, I need help. I've got to get my takedown and then works, you know, top game. So we just worked takedowns for two weeks. Then you got it in the first minute. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Spending an hour it. with Pavel is a fucking very long hour. <laughs> it's hard work. I tell you what. Oh, man. Hard work. I've got a whole new respect for, for wrestling as a, as a uh, discipline. In fact, mm. so much so that I'm challenging Joe at the next fight night to a wrestling match. And I accept. And we have to wear bibs. Oh, like wrestling singlet? Wrestling bibs. I can do that. And wrestling shoes. I can do that. No, no shoes. No, it's shoes, shoes. Why part, shoes? part of the wrestling, that's the outfit. That's I can wear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrestling shoes without on. wrestling shoes. <laughs> Like a ragdoll this full <laughs> and your shoes. I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> I'm you just gonna get folks. one no. clean suplex. <laughs> put you out of commission. <laughs> I'm gonna get to the back and I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna look to your wife, D, <laughs> and your three children, and then I'm just gonna hip extend and bridge. That's uh, what Tady said to my uh, wife before he went on. <laughs> my son was my newborn. Is that your son's going to have complex after I finished with your father, <laughs> <laughs> with your husband? Oh my god! So you good. can tell the hype. How many people have called out oh, someone already so for good. the next fight night? Everyone's after this? Oh, oh uh, there's another big call out. Who's that? It was Jared Thatcher's called out. Um, Aaron Howley. Ah, uh, yes. Was that for real? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a real call out for what? He wants any to, style? He said. No, he wants to. He wants to hit him. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to punch him or kick him. Jared oh. wants to bull rush him and then stomp him while he's on the ground. 
<laughs> oh my god! But yeah, so uh, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to roll with him. I th- I thought it would be a good jujitsu match, but um, no. Jared wants to wants to wants to box. You know the scariest part of those two going out is could have a KO. Someone's <laughs> gonna go, go to hospital. Jared, I don't <laughs> know about like one that's intensity that's <laughs> <laughs> power lifter. Yeah, it's like everything's like a max bench press. It'll be a one RM, but if the shot hits Aaron. It could be, <laughs> could be <laughs> catastrophic. <laughs> wow. One shot. I'll be That's down to see huge. That. Yeah, it'd be fun to watch. Let's see if there's any substance to that call. <laughs> see if he stands by it. <laughs> I reckon he'll do it. Not, uh, training up for it's what another thing, but he'll definitely <laughs> jump in and there and do it. I reckon. <laughs> We'll, see if, we'll see if he makes weight. Uh, Jared, Jared Thatcher's been on our podcast before. He's our ART specialist, mm-hmm. and he's a powerful power lifter and a poker player. ART is like our uh, kind of like uh, active release work. It's like a lot of like myofascial trigger pointy kind of remedial stuff. Active relief therapy. Yeah, techniques. techniques. Oh. oh, is it techniques? Is techniques. It? Um, so when someone's broken or getting tight or getting some kind of little muscular thing going on, we send them to see Jared and he fixes them up. I'd like to see Marco the in, the next, in the next fight. Well, fight he night. said he would. We tried to get him in this one to cover against Tony. And then you what, would you, what would you fight in, Marco? Marco's on the side here. Oh, MMA. MMA. Oh, 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 yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Yes. Easy fella. Fella. <laughs> <laughs> and he, well, MMA, MMA with a gi. MMA with a gi. Well, we could That's do like school. a pride throwback. You could be the Hoist Gracie wearing the gi and the four ounce gloves uh, versus mm. like someone in like shorts and that'd be sick. Putting elbows That's and knees isn't into the, the gi equation. to be used against you though. Yeah, but you can use or it can against, you use them it too. against them too. Mm. That's, that's usually why they do it in those. Uh, if you get a jiu-jitsu specialist in an MMA event that allows geese. He'll they, use it. They, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, so for you two boys then, how was it planning the fucking thing and fighting as well? I, it seemed like a nightmare from where I was standing. It was, uh, it was definitely an experience. I was um, probably working up until 20 minutes before my fight, just running around solving problems the whole day. Um, coming up to it, it was a lot of a slow burn for the first couple of weeks, conversations, talking to people, figuring things out and classic JB f- fashion as we got to the last two, three <coughs> weeks, just frantically running around <laughs> trying to solve every problem that's coming up. And then like the last two days, just trying to put everything together. But um, no, it ended up coming through really good. It was a couple of late nights in the last week and a couple of early mornings, but wouldn't trade it. It was so good on the day and, being so busy on the day probably took a bit of the stress off thinking about, fuck, I'm on this last fight. I've got to watch everyone else go through this. Then I still have to wait to the end and do it. Didn't get to see a single fight. So wasn't stressing and didn't know what the intensity was like. So yeah, it went well. Paulie? Less than ideal. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's just all the same things as Dylan. Um, yeah. Well, it was our first event. And the thing is like it started off like, you know, um, just this idea and then it kind of started to build momentum. We had people training for like five weeks or more before we really Made it kicked official. in anything. That's probably when I think I did my best work in the organising bit was just like just trying to drive it when it was a little dead in the middle there. It was like, oh, we've got to get word out and start selling tickets and I was doing the website thing and trying to get the, the money set up so that people could buy it easy and stuff like that. But yeah, leading up to the day, I mean, we started – just having heaps of people help uh, last week. Yeah. People were just putting their hands up everywhere. Paris, Rika, Luffy came through on the day. Nathan McNamara, big shout out to big him. Shout out yeah. to Nate. He made it. He was the yeah. linchpin. Yeah. He was the linchpin. He was the, the technical day. AV guy who isn't a technical <laughs> AV guy. He's <laughs> just a smart guy. For you guys at home, you wouldn't have had uh, anywhere near as much um, production value if it wasn't if for If it Nate. wasn't for him. And we kind of... And it was all, like the whole online piece, like those 180... Sa- like streams mm. that was all on his shoulders mm. well really Pretty much like yeah. when it came yeah. down to it if shit went down it was like no fix it yeah you know? yeah yeah yeah. he was he was the guy and we he had a bunch of equipment he had his laptop he had my laptop we got all of our, our gym cameras he had his camera we had to buy a lot like of you trips brought your to tv in, yeah. a lot of trips to j car <laughs> just to plug it in and then we had you know aaron's road mic our mics and for kind of a what seems on the outside, I'd say to a lot of viewers, it's a kind of simple stream. It's like a lot of wires and cables and internet-y type things that you can't see and touch that need to to go together. And, a shit ton and of they're, they're a crappy one. I, I hate that. It's like it's, you can't. 
it's you know I, I can't fix it by just working harder you know doing more hours it was like him on the computer a lot so yeah Nath did a great job but yeah lots of people came through in the last week and last few days and on the day to just help and you know that's it's a big shout out to JB's you know we've got people here who are like it's a fundraiser they put their put their time or their their skills towards things even like Deb last minute editing the sound files editing for the, the walkouts sound, Deb that was PR. amazing ah yes you know and just helping with little bits like that Which yeah, just, the fighters were helping yeah you know, even the, the fighters and cause. everyone that worked the event still donated and bought a ticket too which is mm. freaking amazing as it is right i mean they knew it was for a good oh, cause yeah, so do that. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh. maybe make it uh five thousand nine hundred and ninety but yeah so everyone everyone really put in for this event and made it work who, who did we have there we had so we had deb she she was helping with the sound editing we had nath deb P. we had uh your sister betty who was the f- yes. she was the first ad yeah, yeah, like yeah, she, like organize. She, yeah, she was schedule. like the yeah. She kept everything on schedule, so slash um, first day. Yeah, she well. had the the schedule which I worked on with her, and she just kept the thing running on time and made sure people were where they needed to be. It's kind of what she does in the film industry. Um, Incredible. Yeah, and then Betty's member from way back <coughs> too. Correct, Amondo. Yep. We had uh, uh, we had Nando who Nando. was the official doctor. Didn't have yep. to do anything until the last round. Yep. OG member. Yep. I mean, all members, all these people, right? Mm. That, that were really the staff on Co- the day. Couple of cu- couple Aaron Howley security was security COVID marshals. Amazing. Oh, Ring announcer. Incredible, yeah, wasn't he? The velvety veteran voice of the John yes. Rose Dojo. Has and to uh, bring that to the pub choir now. Yes. Pavol as referee. Pavol yeah, as referee. He was, huge day. he was awesome. It's huge yeah. day. He's such a soldier. He'll do oh, anything. God. The only man who can wear a polo shirt around a bunch of topless guys and make them look bad. <laughs> the day in the ring. Just like true. Bicep veins <laughs> sticking out. We, yeah. had, uh, we had Nate, who was the jiu-jitsu referee. And then we had... So you were the second ref or the judge on the striking events. Yes. And then JT was the second ref or judge on the jiu-jitsu oh, event. Jiu-jitsu, yep. So that was good. That gave like a little, uh, someone to bounce off for any sort of clarity on, on points and that kind of thing. Yep. And then who we have, we had Rika and Paris who were like security slash kind of hosts. Host, COVID marshalling as well. COVID Keeping the head count, et cetera, down the bottom. We um, had Luffy down there. We had Luffy helping with the sound and she didn't know that when she arrived that she would be manning <laughs> the sound, but you know, it's that... It just needed to happen and she stepped in and she's a champion. Uh, we had Marco operating camera and he had a huge job actually because he was Non-stop. on the camera the whole time. It was like four Could hours not even go was. for a toilet break. Yeah, no. he did a fucking stellar job. Camera angles were mad and it would cut to different things. It would cut to the commentary space. Commentary by you two. Commentary I by I can't us. wait to watch it back because I, I didn't yeah. get to hear all that shit and I, I hear it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I think there's some really good fun. cracks in there. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely had some fun. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. T gave a little breakdown on Dungeons and Dragons point system. Thanks. Couple yeah, little references <laughs> there. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to remember it was your fun. Of course no it was your fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, then we ha- and then I guess we had the people who were outside of the event, like our... We had our sponsors who were Rise Foundation hooked us up a bunch of stuff. Obviously, they were the the, the people that we were contributing to, towards. Um, but we had damn good wines who hooked us up, delicious natural wines for people to drink who were in here. We had Famous Soda. I pumped a few of those. Um, we had our designer Joe Mappy who did fight artwork. Shouts, shouts. The poster. Apex Day One. Apex Day One. Who we, yeah, we still got to we still got to get this vote for fight of the night so we can re- award the. Uh, Hang on, I never heard of that. What did they do? So Apex came in last minute and they offered up two one thousand dollar gift vouchers Whoa. to go to the, the the two competitors in the fight of the night. Oh my god! Yeah, it's incredible. You realize, Paul, if you win that for your fight of the night, that equipment Jim. probably gonna probably gonna end up here yeah. it's gonna end up in five jo- jungle brothers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we need to buy some new wooden plyo boxes yeah, yeah. there's some on sale no, we at the moment second hand <laughs> actually third hand if we want them oh i wish we knew that at the beginning of the night third hand oh, that's cool that's yeah. cool um, um and then alan chan pushed alan to shove chan doing a bit of shove media videography on the night what a ledge mm. Yeah, what a ledge. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's someone we're missing, and if there is... Oh, yeah. Um, oh, well, it's the fighting crew, the, all the fighters, because really they, they did 
Let's give them a shout out. Who we got? We got Tony and my, well, it was Tony, and then we had um, uh, who was the next after Let that? Let me do this so we don't forget. Clarice and Nikki. Clarice and Nikki. Yeah, Nikki jumped onto some tech after her fight as Here well is. and was helping out. We got Tiora and Tony O'Brien from Next Door member. Jits. Clarice and Nikki Rubino. Striking event. Ties. Lady, we got Tim, <laughs> Timmy Disco Nap Kindler. Timmy K. Kindler, who trained up with Pavel. Uh, Johnny Osborne. Yeah, he Johnny him. fucking took it to him. He did, he did, didn't he? I honestly thought, like, <clears> I was worried for Johnny because we didn't see him a lot. And he was sick that and week. And he's always quite timid when he does spar. But he fucking went in there and had a really Intensity. good shot. You know, he, he pushed Timmy. Timmy won the fight, but he pushed him. He mm, did enough you know? to make Tim... Um, like to, to to discourage him. Yeah, Tim could have gone in. Yeah, 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 it's totally. Good. Tim could have gone in harder. Um, but Johnny did good work. Camilo Perez, Cianillo, and Dan Sester. Mm. Camilo, the power, if, powerhouse. What were the what were the fight man. names there? If you uh, remember them, shout them out. When we had Timmy, it was Disco Nap. Johnny was Juggernaut. I think that was the a good Juggernaut. One. Was <laughs> that was a good one. Camilo, uh, Huevos, Huevos, Sester. Sester. Dan Sester was he was Sester. DJ Sester, Dan Sester. Okay. And then we had um Alan and Dan, Dan doing Sester the choreography. Had a, had a tough tough time, but he's he, he came did. out unscathed. Sester did? Yes. That's good. Uh, and he I think he was just exhausted from trying to keep up with the amount of pressure Camilo it was, was pressure. Camilo was moving like, nonstop. Mate. The pressure. He's incredible. I used to beat that kid up in high school. Is that <laughs> right? Those are fucking gone. Oh. <laughs> <Long> gone. <laughs> Scary man yeah. now. He old Camilo knows him, now you don't. Perez. Um, and then we had Alan, Coach Alan, and oh, Dan, the member who did the choreography at halftime. They put in a bit of work into that. Yeah. Oh, a lot. Yeah, yeah that was a great, that was a great was display. Excellent. Yeah. That deserves some lighting and some smoke and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, you know. Yeah, we yeah they put on that. a performance. Half, awesome. Halftime performance. It was a bit of uh, interlude. Uh, what was it? Kung it was like and some, yeah, and some Carters and mixed car- with a bit of theatrics, dance, choreography, and, and Mortal Kombat music, and it was a bit of a um, using battle. the force chi battle. Yeah, yeah, there was a bit of um, <laughs> with a comedy kung fu, end, kung fu kind of bullshit yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah, death touch type stuff. Yes, and yes. Little, little twist at the end. Benny Higgs did a good chat on on mental health, which it, is really cool. Yeah, awesome. as he always does. And then with the main Paris, card started. Paris being the assistant, Paris, yep. uh, Noni, and Chloe. What yeah, was Noni's nickname? Noni drove down from Newcastle. I, I got a, I take my hat off to Noni. She drove all the way down from, from Newey, Newcastle, by, by herself, represented her gym, came into our gym. And got fucking bashed by Chloe. She got beat <laughs> up by Chloe. Because she represents Jungle Brothers Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. Noni is one a, of our oldest Noni did great. That takes a lot <laughs> of courage. She did great. Know? And she actually, that was Chloe's signature move that she finished her with. And Chloe defended, the, uh, Noni defended the first attempt. Yeah. And, and, you know, created a good scrap. And then Chloe was, like, was fortunate enough to get it again at the end. I she, can't wait to say They both did really well. They did yeah. really well. Um, and then Bilal, Brendan Lal and Morgan. Oh, the heavyweights. Mm, yes. They banged it bit out. Of show, bit of showboating from Bilal. Loved it. Yeah. Morg's just fucking throwing that heat. Yeah. Yeah, that was a real. That's the only one I didn't get. There's to see a lot any of leather hitting skin on that one. Was there? Yeah. <laughs> there was yeah. me and David, Renard. It was actually nice yeah. to see Bilal get get a bit angry. angry. Yeah, yeah, get a for bit sure. And even then, he's still quite you know, like Did he didn't really like let it out. There's more in there. There's more in there. We're gonna yeah. draw it out of him. But um, still waters run deep. They say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Luciana and. Rebecca, oh, top incredible fight. That was very technical. Like you wouldn't, if you you could, you would see that kind of jits in in a blue belt division, easy. Yeah, or higher. You don't. Yeah. It wouldn't. You wouldn't see that in a standard white belt comp. That was a great match. I loved that because uh, I was outside just coming down from my fight. I caught that one on the screen in the fighters area, and then when Rebecca got the win, she came out here. They all came out here, and. Went straight into JT, um, was here, and they they just broke it down. They just went, went off from the win and just broke down how they could have done it better. And they were just like a bit of a jits clinic and all the other jits girls are in a circle and they were just like, oh, yeah, but there's that arm there and that leg there. It was, that was really cool Amazing. to say. Yeah, that was mad. And then there was Ty and Dylan. That was main event. Main no, main event. The, were you the butcher? The butcher. Dylan the butcher. Mm-hmm. And Ty? What was his name? The Boogie Bandit. Boogie the Boogie Bandit. Bandit. Of course it was. Both oh, going with our Instagram. 
handles. Smart. Got to keep that marketing. <laughs> that account. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. We've sat in in enough uh, internship meets on social, social media. media. <laughs> <laughs> Leverage exactly. whatever you can. And then it was <clears> off <throat> to One Drop Brewery. Oof. Yeah, One Drop. <laughs> it was good. I had a chat with the, uh, with the uh, owner of One Drop. That oh, he's listening you? to our podcast. That's cool. Yeah, he liked the knee one. And it was really nice, actually. First time I've had a proper chat with him, which I, I enjoyed. Yeah, I would say that's the first, the first connection from, from us to them. We've been there a bunch of times. We've never really established any kind of relationship. No, I've talked to him before in the past, but this was like a proper chat, you know? Bought me a beer and we, we sat down. and Oh, well, we didn't sit down. We stood and we talked and, and he opened up. It was really nice. That's cool. And he, he really enjoys our podcast and um, wants to come down and check Jim out. Good. Good, good space and good beer. And if you're in the South Sydney area, it's definitely worth swinging around. The food truck on the night was... Churburger? Well, it, it was Churburger. And, um, Were they any good? It, I've well, been to Churburger a couple of yeah. times and I do not rate it. Right. No, I hadn't had burgers right. for a long time, so it didn't matter what it was. Dude, I ate, it was delish. I got was two it? meat patties the, by themselves and just smashed is that, that shit. Oh, so I good. got the Biggie Smalls one. It was so good. Oh, damn. So yeah, no, my one wasn't very good. Yeah, you right. left it on the table for like 15 minutes. You came back with, is that ding. my burger? Yeah, it was a bit dry. Yeah, yeah you let it go cold, mate. Oh. <laughs> it hold a little bit of moisture in it. Yeah. <laughs> so would we, uh, would we do a fight night again? And if we're going to do it, what would we do differently? Uh, oh, there's a list. This yeah. hype off the back of this. I w- yes. Whoever yes, yes, is yes, fighting yes, is. would not be the organizer, I think is the biggest one. So the organizer has to be outside of the event. So what I mean by that is like me and Paulie were participating it and leading from the front in organizing the event. And it, it just made it a lot harder to make sure things were running smoother and get our training in and on the day, make sure we were in the right mind space for everything. So um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing for me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we, we didn't have as much that much time, and um, we can certainly raise more money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just want to raise more money for the for the cause. And I think, yeah, we if we had more time, we could rally behind, you know, get the fighters more involved with helping to sell the tickets because they're really the loudest uh, mavens for for the event because it's all family and friends mainly. Um, you know, there's there's all those kind of little technical little bits and pieces. Make a Facebook page, build a bit more of a narrative around it. A few little stories along the way. Um, harder marketing. Then, harder marketing. But then you know, just being mindful, like Dill said about the um, the matchups, stuff like that. Um, um, just so there, there's you know a good mixture of coaches and members, and. Uh, I think getting all the information out, we've, it was a learning curve. We learned like a lot of things along the way and then a week out, then even a day out, like there's information we could have given the fighters a lot earlier, which would have just put them at ease. And I think if we- we'd Like who s- they were fighting. Like who they were fighting, you know? Uh, <laughs> like if they had a fight. If they had a fight uh, yeah, or not. That was all a bit <laughs> mysterious, you know? wasn't it? Yeah. And like the rule set and the weights, like it was all up in the air. And I think this time around, um, you know, once if we line all those up and Before get the information out, yeah, then you're just going to get better performances out of everyone and more more entertainment. Um, we get more people in the gym for sure. I think that um, as a fundraiser, you might not do them every year, maybe every second year or something, keep the hype building, um, but then maybe have some other internal comps in the gym without the full broadcast and fundraiser. Um, yeah, because it's, it's, it's a good tool for development, like any internal JITS comp. Yeah gives people little short goals to race towards and there's still a very similar amount of pressure building up to that date where you're fighting someone in the without gym. Without the production. Without the pressure. production and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it just keeps everyone's interest and in development, um, you know, marked. So, yeah. Um, I know that I'd, I'd, I'd want to do it again. Yeah. I pretty much came out. I already I, called I, out. I'd um, like to do that one Called again. out my next fight, so I've got to do it again. Who's oh, that? I called Chloe out for jits. Oh, yeah, yeah. In <laughs> typical me fashion, I'm like, yeah. who's the who's the biggest jits dog that I can call out here? <laughs> Who like an with a white belt? Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's gonna bash you. Oh, she is. But um, yeah. So that's the, uh, that's wow, the that's an awesome match. That's actually yeah. pretty good. We've got the. Um, I've seen her muscle guys in the in class. Oh, she's yeah. so strong. She's, the three times she's I've rolled, she destroyed up. me. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, let's do it. 
Yeah, so my goal is to get my blue belt before T and um, <laughs> jump on the mat. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah let's line. do it. Let's do it. I'll get you there. <laughs> well, we're doing... Uh, I think you're ready. <laughs> we've got some exciting JIT stuff coming through in the gym, so I figure that's going to make it more plausible for me to train JITs more regularly. Mm. So I'm like, fuck yeah. I want to go in a proper jiu-jitsu tournament. I mean, not that that wasn't. Like Tony's a... Don't get me wrong. Like this yeah. is no... Yeah, but no, you know, we go to one... And they do the knockout thing. Yeah. You keep do fighting one of them. to win. But like with the gym. Yeah. I think yeah. there's enough yeah, of yeah, us yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go on one of them. Definitely do one. Hell yeah. Year. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, everyone's, everyone's like hyped. A, yeah. We were talking about it last night. The coaches, everyone's keen to, oh, to enter pumped. the girls in. Like the girls were saying last night, they're like, we want to compete. So well, we're like, yeah, all right, yeah. well, the first comp that's on next year. Let's we're turning the, um, the stairwell into the fight poster wall now. So we need more, <laughs> more fights to... Oh, through here? Like yeah, the, the up, one up, up into the. Oh, okay, the dojo. that's a mad idea. Yeah. How good mm, is that? That's yeah. going um, I, I reckon it would be cool to, yeah, if we can curate the fights. So we have like a. I think that you probably couldn't fit that many more fights in. Like maybe five and five on each side of the undercard and the main. So we only had nine plus the halftime. But then just to have a nice. It would be cool to see a, a no gi. That's all. A no like a no gi up. or a submission only type yeah, thing. That'd be yep. sick. So you'd have some gi, no gi, kickboxing. And JT um, and I could do a super MMA. fight. Ooh. A no gi super spice. fight. Boxing. Spice. Boxing. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it'd be like two refrigerators with limbs. I would love <laughs> to generate I would, force. We would, would get, hey, we'd hit the 10K mark. We'd, hit, we'd get beyond 10K. JT's flat. fought, he's had an MMA fight before. The yeah. whole I mean, not that community. I fuck him up. <laughs> I reckon everyone, I reckon you'd get heaps more Jiu Jitsu guys wanting to watch, like, pay to watch your box. God. But to watch you do Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, probably. Oh, that'd be awful. <laughs> You've so seen good. in the UFC when they put two Jiu Jitsu guys against each other and everyone's like this is going to be an absolute jiu-jitsu clinic and, and then it just turns into a really <laughs> poor quality boxing <laughs> <match>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good yeah yeah i mean you know we we'll probably be how do you reckon you go against jt now he's, he's got a good seven kilos on you in a boxing match no no on, on the on, on the, mats. the mats we've rolled a couple times since he's been here and he's it's real hard he dominates me positionally yeah um However, it's heavy. However, um, we go. I'm also not. I'm still not there. Like with my because of my knee, my yeah. guard's not there. So I'm also like, eh, I'm I'm improving. So yeah, he's a fucking hard guy to handle. The hardest thing for me about rolling with him is that he has my level of he has my kind of mobility, but more of it. Yeah, and I've never grappled with anyone that's that's as strong as me that has that kind of mobility. Yeah, I now kind of understand what other guys feel when they grab <laughs> yeah because it's it seems a bit unfair you'll do something to him that works on other people and he'll just like drop into a, a bit of a side split and you're like fuck you should have fallen over you know yeah. um so great yeah there's a lot of pro i got a there's a lot of problem solving to be done there he's a beast he is isn't he he is yeah he's savage a lovely beast he is lovely lovely guy and um, he's on with us yeah, he's kicking off. We're doing morning sessions from next year. Mm. We haven't nutted out the total details yet, but we will be running a morning jiu-jitsu class program. That's right. It's fucking cool. Yeah. We're going to kick off, what are we talking, mid-Jan. 18th of Jan we're talking with three morning sessions a week. Amazing. Yeah. It's a really good lineup of coaches in our gym, jiu-jitsu coaches. I mean, all the coaches are good, but he's, he's just kind of – Added to what was already very high quality. Yeah. Yeah. We were all up there last night. Myself, JT, Coach Paul, Nate. Sonard. Yeah. Sonard was up there. <laughs> yeah, he was dropping. Because it was so funny because I was coaching downstairs. <laughs> I was coaching downstairs and I looked up and because of the edge of the mezzanine, you can only see the people who you can see, like who are near the edge. And I was like, looked up and I just saw two brown belts, two black belts. And so not all like, and I was like standing, there with, standing there with Nikki downstairs. I was like, there's two, two brown belts, two black belts. And, 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 <laughs> so right there. I think so not was a bit starstruck. Yeah, yeah. Because he's been following he's us on Instagram. and Weighs about 50 kilos. And now JT's <laughs> here in the flesh, you know? Oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. No, it would have been a great night for him. It's cool. So did everyone have a role or was it just you and JT? Everyone had a role. Uh, no, Paul didn't roll. Um, and Nate informed me later, JT and I had a role and then we got selfish and we just 
continued through to the <laughs> second round, so Nate didn't get to roll with him. Oh. But I was like, whatever. Did we're he pull you up later and say... He said, you mate. took my role from JT. <laughs> and I was like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> we're in the middle of something that needed to be sorted out. <laughs> it's like having like the, 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 the wayfaring dog come into the, the dog pack and it just changes everything. Like the, the alpha role will shift and move around <laughs> yeah. and then this, all the levels change, you know? Yeah, yeah. The wolf pack. Like a recalibration. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, you know, sort of wrapping it up, I think we're really fortunate too that off the back of the fight night, no one got hurt, which was sick. You know, and not that anyone, like, you know, even with people going in there respectfully and not trying to bust anyone up, it's still a, you know, so it's, it's as contact as contact sports get. So I think we're... It was just so great that no one got busted up in any way at all. No, no one got hurt. Everyone, and because everyone, firstly, they trained up for the event. So they, their bodies were ready. We had all the rules and regulations in place. We had very good refing. We had the doctor on standby. The space up there is, is like, it's a quality soft room. You know what I mean? Like can't bang your head on something metal or anything like that. So, yeah, everything was put in place to stop that from being a thing, which was good. And we had first aid, everything. So even if someone did get injured, we're all, all, we're all over it. I mean, I think someone stubbed their toe. The Band-Aid <laughs> came out like that. On their way out. <laughs> <up, didn't laughs> it was on before it even started bleeding. Uh, Amazing. Fellas, um, anything you want to close with before we wrap it up? All good. No, good. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah. Run it back. <laughs> I'm looking year, forward bro. to watching the fight. Wrestling match. It's on. Mate. Full bib. Um, check out Rise Foundation. If you haven't had a look at them guys, at Rise, RFA, just on Instagram, RFA, Rise Foundation Australia. They're doing amazing things for mental health. And they're in our local area. And we love Ben Higgs, the, the founder of that organization. And we, that's why we chose them as a charity that we want to partner with. So we're looking forward to doing more with them down the track. And give them a follow and, a, a, you know, Go listen to the episode we did with Ben. It was probably about 10 or 15 episodes ago. Especially if you're a, a business as well, um, because he does these courses. And I think there's more awareness just generally about it um, and uh, the, the issues of mental health. And if you're if you're listening and you're a business and you'd, you'd like, what he does is come out to those businesses. Or you can do them via Zoom if you're remote. Um, and he can educate all of your staff and all your people. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's but really even as an stuff. individual, you can just, just, just contact them and see if you can get on a course. And if you're interested in knowing about the courses that we run, once we get, uh, once these charity funds inject back into, into, into the courses that are going to be running here at JB, get in touch with us, get in touch with them. It's all, it's all common. So if you want to know more about it, just reach out. Um, if you do want to help with your training, you can get at us at uh, junglebrothers.com or you can find us on Instagram at junglebrothersmovement. Um, we appreciate you guys supporting the show. And if you would like to take a photo of it and post on your Instagram, that is the coolest thing for us because it helps to tell other people that we have this show. And uh, generally the feedback's pretty good. So your friends might like listening to it. Thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you next week. Cheers, boys. Thank, Thank you. you. On to the Christmas party. Ooh. Party.